All right, we're back with an all-new show and an all-new season, season three of Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored. Over here at Fox Soul, if you're listening online or wherever you're listening to it or watching it right here on Fox Soul, we appreciate all your support. Damage in Blue, doesn't it feel good to be back? Yes, yes. I'm still here, guys. Ha. See? Haters. Hey. Yep, cancel culture didn't get us. Bet you thought we weren't going to make it. But uh, never would have made it without you and Fox Soul. So we're happy. Listen, a new season, new year. Yeah, it's a new year. It's upon us, right? Uh, close near. I'm talking to Kevin Hart today about his new movie, True Story. You know, Ooh. it's crazy, the evolution of Hollywood Unlocked. We've talked to goats. We've talked to pictures on chairs. We've talked to every uh, walk of our community and now talking to a TV and film icon. It's been a, a, a crazy full circle moment, though, you know, because Damage, you're from Philly and Philly people, you know, when y'all get in your ways or when you feel some type of way about somebody, it typically lasts forever. But Kevin's been very forgiving of my tea spilling ass and has uh, granted me the opportunity to talk to him. This is something uh, that I love. Growth. Well, you know what I, I love about this, Jason? You actually went to Kevin Hart's neighborhood. We went to Max's that time we went to Philly. So it's a full circle moment. You know, ah. Kevin Hart's from down the street from Max's Cheesesteak. And, you know, me, Jason Lee, and um, some others, we were there. You know, we, we got in touch with the Philly community. Jason was buying shots of Hennessy for everybody. We had a Michael Jackson impersonator there. It was like a little bit of everything in one what? visit, right? This was in Philly? Yeah, we went to Philly. This is when we went national, uh, nationally in syndication with radio at iHeart, where we stopped through Philly to do an interview there on Power 99. And, you know, to be able to see where damage comes from in the Philly community and where, where we were at, I think that was North Philly. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's where Will was born and raised on the playground where he used to spend most of his days, but it was definitely- yeah, West Philadelphia. <laughs> Well, I don't rem either way, I had to be alert at all times because, you know, Philly, love Philly. A lot of amazing energy comes out of Philly and support for Hollywood Unlocked. But it's, you know, it's like where I grew up back in Stockton. It's a it's a tough, tough neighborhood. And um, I enjoyed my time there, but I'm I'm really enjoying this growth. You know, on The Breakfast Club, I talked a lot about putting down the tea and picking up the cappuccino. And what most people don't know is that actually came from a conversation that I was having with Kevin Hart about my journey and growing and my journey and wanting to have bigger uh, better interview and conversations with people who are important to us. And as much as I am a critic, I am a fan. That's why I started Hollywood Unlocked. So it's it's really good to be able to be in my growth process and see other people allow me the space to do that. So I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Also, can we just note the fact that Kevin Hart is A-list? Like a lot of people are what they call black famous, but he is A-list. So, so to go from North Philly to being an A-list actor, that's kind of a really major deal. And I think it speaks to how the show's evolving as well. Does that mean we're A-list by osmosis? Because I kind of like that. <laughs> Look, I've been A-list. Well, I was born A-list. Right. You know, what I love about the, the interview, though, today and talking to him is that uh, he's in this new uh, show. He's in this new movie, True Story, over on Netflix. And it's a different Kevin Hart than we've ever seen. We've seen the comedic rock star. We've seen the television, uh, Real House Husband. We've, you know, the books he's done, the... The, the radio show, the digital stuff, the, the the show he has on the LOL network where he's in the cold bath interviewing other celebrities in the cold bath. Like we've seen Kevin in the funny um, and we've seen Kevin do the standup. But now to see him um, with Wesley Snipes in a serious role, you know, it, it, a lot of pressure probably. So I, I'd be interested to understand what he thinks about people and how they are going to receive this new Kevin. 
Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, like you know, that's my that's a hometown hero right there. Watching Kevin Hart from the uh, Soul Plane days, you know, now to see him all over every screen, tearing down stadiums, arenas. Kevin Hart's came a long way, and now he's officially doing his thing because he's right here with us on Hollywood Unlocked. So I know this is one yeah. for his bucket he, list. He finally, about to see. he finally made it. He finally made it. Now that he's been here, he, because he's here with us. Listen, it, this is the thing. I've always said, if you have the courage to come on this show, because one thing about this show is we don't take notes of what we can't talk about. So if you come in here knowing that I'm going to ask you whatever I want and really ask you what the fans want to hear, then to me, I have more respect for you than anybody else. Because it's easy to say, hey, I want to talk to you, but you can only ask me this. Who, who told us that? Well, it doesn't matter because that would be the tea and I'm trying to sip cappuccino. See this new and improved, Jason? This A-list Jason. A-list Jason. I like that. C minus. C minus, but I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Anyway, Kevin Hart is uh, here on the show today. We're going to talk about not only his new role in um, uh, the movie True Story, but also want to understand just as a person who's building his brand and a lot of us out there that are uh, promoting black ownership and building black brands or building our own black brands, how a person, like as Damage said, can start in North Philly and then become partners with Chase Bank, become the face of you know, serious radio can continue to elevate and grow because I think all of us are looking for that blueprint on how we can all be great. I know that it's been something over here at Hollywood Unlock from the beginning and everybody knows my story and the adventure by Floyd, but also just surrounding myself by people with great energy uh, who have made some level of success out of themselves. And there's also something in this interview that I want to share that was really important to me. And I want to understand from Kevin what he thinks about um, some, something that happened to me uh, where somebody disrespected me and called me a a faggot. And it was Kevin that actually stepped in after he heard about it uh, through friends and actually, um, you know, helped me to resolve the situation and hold the people accountable that resulted in my community getting funds to help uh, continue services to people like me, younger people like me. And so I've never talked about it publicly. And this is the first time I'm going to talk about it. And I want to hear why Kevin felt the need to, not only become an advocate, but an ally in supporting me through that experience. So really looking forward to talking to him about wow. that. Wow. Jason, I remember you telling that story. And when you told the story, you never mentioned any names. So now that I'm playing it back, I'm pleasantly surprised. Wow. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also going to talk to him about the conversation we had that was the onset of this new relationship that we have. Uh, where I was very critical of him and other Black A-list celebrities who I thought at the time didn't really show love to uh, Black media outlets. As you know, I've been a big advocate for how we need to have a little bit more love on the red carpet. And, you know, I will say with Kevin, uh, while I was critical of him, I don't think I was looking at it through the complete fair lens that I have mm. now. It's getting better, right? And as I've gotten to know him, I, I've I've been amazed at how supportive he actually is behind the scenes. And so sometimes it's what we don't see that also matters as much as what we do. So I'm going to uh, talk to him about that. I'm excited to hear what he thinks about that and how we can build a stronger bridge between black media and uh, the black icons of our industry and the culture that we love. And so without further ado, here's Kevin Hart. All right. Now, I know Hollywood Unlocked fans and supporters all over the world are probably surprised by this one because, Kevin, um, it, we know to the public, we haven't reconnected, but offline... Um, You've almost come like a minute to me now. It's kind of crazy. Full circle. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 good times. A relationship that has uh, evolved for the better, and I can say uh, in doing so, 
it's a it's a it's a high level of respect and just understanding for you know your world of of want in the space of media, uh, the conversations that we've had, and understanding your direction and me being able to give you information. Uh, I hate to use the word advice because it's it's not advice; it's information. It's it's just things that I know that could help you or that could assist, and you just find out that you know it's something that doesn't happen that often in this business. People don't uh, people don't lend out the helping hand as much as they possibly should. So in this case, I'm glad that I can, and uh, I'm glad that I have. But but I'll say I use the word advice because recently on the um, Breakfast Club, I talked about swaying away from the tea. And, and and serving up a little bit more cappuccino. And I got a lot of credit for that, but that was out of a conversation that we had when I realized that a lot of what I do and what some of us do in delivering the news that we do is sometimes we put a little bit on it or a little bit too much on it. And I think what we're trying to do gets lost in the delivery. And I'm learning just as I grow to um, be okay with evolving and looking at your career and you evolving from stand up to just a global icon now in comedy and in film. Um, you know, we have to allow ourselves room and space to grow. And I appreciate you for allowing me that. Yeah. I mean, one thing, one thing that you said in that conversation is like, you know, I think that there's a mis uh, a misinterpretation or disconnect between um, some celebrities and some of our, our blogs that are ran by, um, you know, our own. I think the, the disconnect is like, yo, we look at it as slander or, you know, this is going to drag us or that's what you guys are about. And in return, um, you're looking at it as, well, we want the opportunities to get some of these interviews and we feel like we're looked over at times, but we're journalists and we're media, we're media too. And when we had that conversation, you know, you made good points. You made good points uh, as far as some of the red carpet events and you were like, yo, we had a presence there. There's times where we feel like you didn't give us time, Kevin. I'm like, yeah, but to give you time, I felt like you guys would have asked, you know, the questions about stuff that had no purpose of value. It's like, yeah, but there's assumptions going both ways. And I don't think there ever was a time uh, that we actually gave the opportunity to say, well, hey, man, well, I'm going to give you a shot. You give me a shot and let's build a rapport. So, you know, we are here now where I'm like, hey, I want to give you an interview. True story is premiering and I don't want to, I don't want to avoid you. I'm going to come to you. And that was based off of the conversation that we had where we said, let's find a solution and figure out a way to where we can work together, but in a way to where we're progressing. And that can act as an example of what Hollywood Unlocked uh, is driving towards what you want, the direction that you want to go in. And, you know, from my side, uh, helping other celebrities just understand that, you know, we do need to make sure that we're taking care of our own um, and not looking past whether that's the, the lower, the mid, or the high, just making sure that we're kind of checking all of those boxes um, and supporting our journalists. How do we how do we build a, a stronger bridge to people at your level? Because, you know, publicly, Halle Berry's been doing a phenomenal job at making sure we're included behind the scenes, you know, getting to know you and seeing how you've worked with The Breakfast Club and other outlets that look like us. You've been very supportive um, and have been extremely um, accessible and wanting to really stay on top of helping you. Know, some people talk about it, but you really... Um, you know, it's at the forefront of your thought when you are involved with different projects like True Story to keep us at the forefront. How do we how do we build a stronger bridge between where we sit and where you all are? Because we you know what I had said um, some time ago, we talk about you guys all day, every day, you know, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's critical. But either way, we we do respect and value our, our stars. How do we build that that bridge stronger? I think it's uh it, it comes from I'm I'm gonna use the word mutual understanding a lot, right? Like 
you know, um, it's nothing, there's nothing different from the beginning of my career. I wanted to get in where I could fit in, right? And, you know, what stage, where can I get stage time? Where can I get seen? You're figuring it out. And I think like in the world of uh, journalism, media, you know, when you're talking about the space of gossip, well, that's a, that's a get in where you fit in and it's working, it's appetizing and, you know, advertisers and, and uh, you know, I guess you could say CPMs, clicks per minute, people are going, that it pays the bills. So I understand that. Um, and then after that, there's room for growth, right? When you go, okay, we've done that. Well, now we're going to progress and we're starting to do more, trying to do more. I think the bridge is in saying, hey, it doesn't have to always be this. Uh, we don't want to always be seen as this. We want to be seen as an outlet that's connected to our people, to our culture. And, you know, when when that conversation is louder than the perception I think it's easier to build that bridge. So for you and I, the only reason why we're able to build that bridge because there was a direct like, hey, we I need to talk to you. You need to talk to me. Like let's 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 get a let's get a conversation so that we're not we're not assuming anymore. Like tell me where your head is. Let me tell you where mine is. And when we had that conversation, we walked away with a better understanding of okay, I get it. I see your point of view. You see my point of view. And now in this space, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not just gonna say shit to you. I told you, I said, all right, well, I want to make sure that I'm acting as a door or gateway for you to access this side of Hollywood as well. I want to be an example so that people can come and that people can understand the other side of media and the potential that you guys have to offer. In return, well, now you get to say, all right, well, I was able to show this side of my my talent, my interview, and that it's not always the, like you said, the tea or the messy, like this is... I'm growing in this business. So I think it's about I think it's about aiding and understanding both sides of growth and making sure that we show the 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 higher sides and amplify the opportunities are good when we can. If it's if it's all bad all the time, that's how to be perceived. And I think that's where the disconnect has come in. Like me and you, like we talked and we voiced. But like you said, Holly Berry, you look at her. And you look at how she's talking and how she's being an advocate and making sure that, you know, she's supporting the the world of all uh, journalists of color. And, you know, she's not the only one. There's a lot of stars in, in the music business, acting business that are now just they're more mindful. And uh, I think the eyesight behind it um, is one of like real like real vision as to what's been going on and where the lapse and the gap is. And we can't keep talking about the gap in our culture from white America to where we are if we're not supporting our own. So I'm really just trying to be conscious and present now of making sure that I'm a, I'm a part of the solution and not the problem. Yeah. And what I, what I love is it's, it, you, you go beyond what you're saying. Like you walk the talk, you say it, but I want people to understand that, you know, how real it is. Because when I, when you drop the documentary, don't fuck this up and I criticize it online and you're from Philly, you could have called me and it could have went all the way left you could you could have got philly you 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 know i i i uh, that call really educated me uh, in a way of having to step outside of what i do and really look at how i do what i do that would think that was the beginning process of me to say okay you know i built this audience of a lot of people who listen to me and i have the ability to get them to listen in a way that builds bridges and not burns buildings down you know what i mean so i just want to thank you for you know giving me the grace of of growing because I think oftentimes when people get mad, whether they're mad at me or mad at you, especially in our culture, we're so quick to want to cancel everybody. And I, 
you know, I recently watched your interview with The Breakfast Club, and I feel like I, I totally agree that when it comes to cancel culture, we're quick to cancel each other and ride the coattails of cancellation when other people try to cancel us. And not sure where that comes from, but uh, I just, you know, I do appreciate that, you know, what you're saying is is what you actually are are, are experiencing with people like me, and I appreciate that. You know what, though, Jace, too, I gotta, we gotta give Tiffany, you know, her credit here as well, because Tiffany, she played a valuable role in like, no, nah, y'all just need to talk, because you had a relationship with Tiffany, you know, I didn't have a relationship with you, and I, I was from the standpoint of Tiffany, I'm like, yo, man, I don't, I don't understand what, what his problem is, why, why is he acting as if he knows me, who I am, and I was, you know, I was aggressive on the side of my conversation with Tiffany, and she was like, why don't you she just she told me. Like, she told me. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, talk to him for what? What what is there to talk about? I don't like the assumption. And she said, but Kevin, like, it's on both sides. Tiffany was like, it's on both sides, though. She was like, I know him. And what you're saying is not, it's not who he is. It's not how he is. And I think a conversation would do good. And, you know, she was like, just talk to him. Get on the phone and speak your pace, but be respectful. And, you know, in return, he'll be respectful and just see if you guys can kind of get to a space of, of understanding. And, like, when... When you have people around you that don't amplify the the world of bullshit, it just it's just a it's an easier process and approach to life. When you got when you got people around you that can just have a a clear head of, and it's easy to go like you said left, but sometimes it's 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 better to go right. Or hey man, make a U turn. Let's go back again and, and revisit. And I'm telling you. The dopest thing that I took out of it was when you when you said, yeah, but you you shit on us. You know, we don't feel like you give us love. We're at these carpets where we're a part of the junkets. You don't want to stop. You don't want this. And then I said, yeah, well, it's because of what I think you're going to say. Like there was this thing that we had and like it. It wasn't real. Right. It was all it was all preconceived. It was all it was all a vision that was developed just simply based off of hypothetical. And and I said, wow, am I doing that with not just Hollywood Unlocked, but with them all? You know what I mean? Like if I go across the board to to all of them, am I am I the same way to the the bosses, the the shade rooms, the the YBS? Like I know I know them all, but I am I am I the same way and am I showing love to the journalists that are out there of color that are that are looking for the same opportunity that I'm giving uh, the mainstream, this 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 mainstream side of, of media. And, you know, it was one of those things you just got to check yourself as well. So it wasn't all on your side. And damn sure you opened up my eyes as well. And I think there was a tremendous amount of growth that came out of that when we had that conversation, you know, back then. And I think, once again, the relationship has evolved and is in a much better place. But the best part is that it's like you, if you're going to talk about the problem, be a part of the solution. Don't don't just continue to say the problem. And I think this is my action in being a part of the solution. So when you look at um, the like the documentary, Don't Fuck This Up, and you letting us all into your world in a little bit more intimate way, all of us as fans of you and the culture want to get closer to you. But then the closer we get, the more critical we get. And it's almost this dichotomy of like, okay, you want to get close, but then you want to get close to hurt me. Do you feel like... Was that letting people see the other side of Kevin Hart to see that like there's multiple layers to you? You're not just one monolith or what was Absolutely. That? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's easy to conjure up a perception of somebody based off of off of what you 
what you see and then what you assume. Um, don't fuck this up. That documentary was just, it's like you just, you never truly know what's going on with an individual. You know, you never truly know uh, the makeup of, of their, of their person and, and the levels of problems or non-problems. You just, you just don't know. Um, people assume. So if nothing was uh, taught to us, if, if we learned nothing from this pandemic, you know, mental health got real. Now, I'm not a person that is, um, you know, I don't suffer from mental health, but with the pandemic, we got a clear, a clear picture as to how serious the world of mental health is. And after getting that picture, it made me as a person go, wow, I had no idea that it was that, it was that in depth. For people that was going through it, I had no idea how severe the different layers are attached to what it can be, and it's it's not just one thing. It presents itself in so many different ways. So you know, the assumption that I used to have of people when they were like, "Yo, I'm going through it," my assumption used to be, "Stop bitching!" Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Everybody going through it. Up and keep it going. Keep it yeah. moving. Yeah, stop it. Like, put your goddamn sneaks on, time up tighter, and let's go. It's it's bigger than that. For some people. And now that I have a clear POV into that, I, I understand. So don't fuck this up was my way of just giving people a clear POV um, into my world. Uh, that's, you know, it's complicated. My world, my world's got a lot of moving parts to it. So, you know, the guy that may be perceived as perfect or trying to be perfect is nowhere near that flawed and OK with all flaws. You know what I mean? It, it's it's showing that it's OK to be human. And and not be uh, this thing that doesn't exist. None of us are this thing uh, that we're acting as if it exists. This perfect, this perfect being, this perfect person, this this perfect presentation of what a person is supposed to be all the time doesn't exist. And we're acting as if it does. So I think the more that you see people be real, the more that you see people be open about any and all. Right? I think the better that we all are going to be. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. Over the last four years, I've learned more than I've learned more about people during this time than I have in the previous five to six. Um, you know, and there, there has to be good that comes from the bad. I think we've been through a lot of bad, and I think you know we're getting to that point where it has to kind of start to turn over. It has to start to turn over, and now we need to see our eight to ten steps that we take forward based off of this space that we've been in for quite some time. But how do we get the pendulums to swing the other way to back to where? Comedy can be comedy. People can make mistakes. You know, one of the things we laughed about on the phone was, um, I, you know, everybody was critical with you of you about those about some tweets in the past, and then my tweets popped up from ten years ago, and I called yeah. you and I said, I found, my, <laughs> I found myself in this weird place where, like, I'm judging people for past tweets, and then they're dragging my ass, colorist, you this, you're brain. and I'm like, this is not who I am, like. Let me find my black brother to see, look at him. Like, what, how do you prove? Like, it, it became this thing and you laughed at me, which, you know, I needed that because here I am, the judger, you know, and I'm being, being judged online. But it was one of those things where I found myself saying, yo, like, you're so quick to try to go after people when, shit, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we when Twitter was invented, I think I said everything I thought. Um, yeah. And, and everything... Yeah funny and it was a different time then now you know so when you look at that era and coming out of it unscathed and still blossoming and still growing and still getting bigger bags and bigger opportunities um 
What was the lesson in all that? Um, the biggest lesson for me was with time, there, there, there is going to be obstacles that are presented by life. And you're, you're never going to be prepared. You're never going to be prepared, right? And some obstacles that present themselves uh, are, are, are better within the worst, right? Meaning that those things that happen and the reoccurring of tweets or, you know, the, the side of life with, with dealing with, you know, racism firsthand and, and the business and the, the econ economic gap within our culture. Well, for me, I think the, the value in it is it's like you got a real crash course in real world problems. And not only did you get a crash course in it, you also got a crash course in self-check. How do you deal with real problems? And, you know, what's easy to do is fold, right? Like a lot of people fold. And not to say that that's a bad thing for those that have and for those that do, but it takes a lot to stand in it. It takes a lot to stand up in whatever life is thrown at you and have the confidence and understanding that it's going to be okay. Things are going to work themselves out. And for me and, and my mindset, I take all of this bad, man, and, and I put it collectively together and I go, what's the good? What's the good that's come from all this bad? And I say my understanding of what bad is and how I handled the bad, how I handled it wrong and how moving forward, you can handle things better. So when you talk about maturing, when I talk about maturing, well, we now give different different levels of information to people based off of our actions that we knew to be correct or incorrect. We can now help the younger generation of journalists, actors, stars, whatever. And when it comes to handling things firsthand in this spotlight, like, you know, I watch a lot of the younger, the younger uh, talent in the business now, and you see how they're handling things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's ignorance, but it's not because they're ignorant. It's ignorance within understanding the correct way to possibly approach things. And, you know, pride is a pride is a bitch. Pride and ego is a bitch. And if you don't know how to maneuver or 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 truly like truly act uh, in a space where, where that comes into play, it can come off ugly all the time. And sometimes it's not your intentions, but the presentation of what of what comes out is, uh, is sometimes bad. So I'm thankful, man, that I feel like I have a strong hold on on being my best self at the maturest level that I've been. And I feel like my future will be brighter because of all the lessons that I was forced to learn. So you got to You got to take some positives out of this negative, Jason. But does this, this, this where you are now in terms of being able to hum, be humble, to be present and just consciously thinking through it? Does that come over time? Does that come over maturity? Does that come over the experiences? Does it come back from all of that? 42. 42 now, you know, that's definitely time, experience, age, right? You, you, you need that. You need that. You need, you need to get bumped on the head. You need to fall down a couple of times. Um, you know, I, I said it when I was uh, like on the breakfast club interview, people forget there's no handbook with this shit. You don't, you don't get that's a handbook. Right. There's no handbook with success. There's no handbook with fame. There's no handbook with, with how to grow, right? You, you get thrown in it. And it's your job to maneuver the best way possible. And you got some people that make great decisions. You got some people that don't. 
You got some people to get some things right. You got some people to get none of it right. And then eventually figure it out way down the line. Uh, with that crash course that we all go through, it's our job to try our best to get better with each mistake. It's our job to try to walk on a line and do it as best as we possibly can. And even when you are off balance and you fall to the left, you fall to the right, you still know where the line is. We all know where the line is. It's trying our best to stay on. We try to stay on it uh, as best as we can, but to our comfort level. What's your comfort level? What's, what's your self-valuation of you? What, what, is the, what do you know about you and how much do you want to change you? That's, that's the game that I play. It's not about anybody else. It's about, it's about me. It's about me. It's about my maturity. It's about my growth. It's about my involvement. And as long as I know and understand that, then I'm not in the place of bad. You know, you're, you're always going to be in a place of good if you can self-check. When you can't self-check, it's a dirty world because you're on the other side of it. You don't think you don't think you're wrong about nothing. You think you can't do no wrong. And that's that's the a of, that's a tough one. Well, I mean, you know, everybody that's watched your journey uh, in comedy and just in the business, and I mean, you're not even a comic. You're a, you're a, I mean, you're a superstar. You do everything. When we get to like the brand deals, the black ownership, uh, digital world, mastering everything that you've done. Um, a lot of people felt that you arrived at the Oscars and, you know, not being able to host, you earned it through hard work and just building a, a brand that was respectable. Everybody came out and supported you um, at, well, I don't want to say everybody. There were a lot of people that came out and supported you in the midst of all that. Would you still uh, want to host the Oscars? Uh, you know, I think the moment's gone. You know, I think it's uh, it the, the time that it was presented it would have been nice. Things didn't work out, rightfully so. Um, you know, and I think moving forward, it's it's not about um, trying to still capture that moment. It's about realizing the win that came from it. And the win for me that came from it was an education. You know, I got a crash course in education and, you know, I got an ego check and I was humbled. What I, what I thought, what I thought something was, it wasn't. And, you know, the ego didn't allow me to open up my eyes um, and really see clear. And I can say when a friend of mine sat me down, you know, and truly talked to me and gave me the, the underlines of what the problem was, what the issue was, and, you know, what, what she felt I dropped the ball on. It was Wanda Sykes. And, you know, she explained to me, like, it wasn't about you apologizing again. Like, I know your ego made you feel like you already apologized. It was about, you know, the, members of that community that were new and young and didn't know about you then and know about you now, you know, them wanting to just hear that you don't support or that you don't condone um, acts of violence in any way, shape or form. That was enough. It's just hearing that, that makes, um, you know, that makes a world of a difference. It wasn't explained to me like that. You know, I didn't, I didn't have uh, anybody giving me that information. It was kind of me on an island with my assumption of what the problem was, what was going on. And people trying to say that I'm a certain way and I'm not, I'm not. Don't say, I know who I am to tell me that I'm like, that's what it was. And, you know, because of don't my- Don't you have a right to defend who you know you are? When, because the, the reason why I asked the question, I've been thinking about how to share this, so I'm just going to share it. Privately, you know, you're not just somebody that respects the gay community because there's a lot of people, I, I'm openly gay, everybody knows that I'm gay as hell. Uh, and I'm proud to be gay. Uh, but, you know, privately, 
you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that people do privately that people don't know about publicly. And you shouldn't have yeah. to do it publicly because then it's almost like you're doing it for people to give you that gold star that you're a supporter. Um, you know, there was an incident that happened to me completely not even in your world where somebody had called me a faggot for the first time. I had never been called a faggot my whole life. And I know Tiffany reached out and you heard about it through, you know, uh, friends and you reached out not having to, not having to be involved, not having to support, not even having to check on me, but to check on me and to ask how you could directly get involved in help. And out of that came a resolution where, you know, the LGBT Center and the Trevor Project, um, you know, got a lot of support from that party that had nothing to do with you. And I felt like, wow, how do I, how do I tell the world this? I've been waiting to find a way to say that I was so surprised at how in tune you were with how I was feeling, the process that I needed to go through to feel okay, and the, the, the involvement to make sure that people were accountable that had nothing to do with you, I thought was just crazy. And I mean, I have people in my corner like Tiffany, you know, that, that comes from crazy. our, I think that comes from no, that came from the, the involvement in the, the growth in the relationship at that time, right? Like at that, at that point, I got a better understanding of who you are. You got a better understanding of who I am. So, so it's, it's a, it's a different thing, right? You're, you're checking on someone that you're like, okay, well, it's not a bad dude, right? He's not a bad dude. And I don't want to see nothing bad. Happen. Let me make sure he's good. Cause at that point, you are aware of just a personality. You are aware after having some conversation, some dialogue of the ground that some stand on. And I and I think for me, after I was made aware and, you know, especially after I talked to Tim, I was like, you serious? Um, it was about like really, really just making sure like, okay, not only are you good, but hey man, let's make sure like that we get in touch with said person and get in touch with said person. You know, we found a great solution, but one, once again, where dialogue played a major key, a major part. Now, without the conversations that you and I have had or without the ones that Wanda or Ellen, like the ones with the people part of that community that really hadn't explained to me, I wouldn't be able to think the way that I think. And I think when you talk about defending yourself, that's the problem, right? Because there is no win to defending yourself to people that don't know you. Like you're never, you're, 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 you're defending yourself to a world that doesn't know you. So all you're doing is giving, y'all don't know who I am. This is who I really am. It, it means nothing. Like it's not going to land or stick, especially when you're already behind the eight ball. So it's, it's not about convincing you of who I am. Like you don't know me. So with that being said, it's whatever you choose to believe ultimately is what you're going to run with anyway. I can't do anything but live my life for me. And out of that, there's going to come a lot of, uh, a lot of time, a lot of uh, opportunity for people to make decisions on what they think about my person. If it's good, great. If it's not, well, you know, how much am I trying to alter myself for other people? <laughs> how much do I want to live my life for other people? I'm not in the business of doing that. Um, that's not what I choose to do. So in knowing who I am and knowing my heart, I think as I've grown up, it was about truly just going, hey, man, be the best you that you can be. And those that see it will glow and love it. And those that choose not to, well, that's their choice. There, there, there is nothing that you can do about that. But because I had an opportunity to talk to somebody and I saw somebody that now I know in a situation where I could help and bring some light, 
okay, there's value in that. Let me give my value. Here's my value. And being a good person is showing that I, I give a fuck. So you got to see the other side that the people around me and the people closer to me know. They know the cab that give a fuck. They know the cab that loves to love, that really means it when he says live, love, laugh. They know the cab that's about nothing but great energy and great life. Like that's truly what I am. There's and no way a lot of people that look like us in positions of power and uh and ownership. You know, I think again, the optics do the optics change when people get to have these experiences or how do we how do how do we have the proper optics because i really feel like again when it comes to our culture we we're, we have selective cancellation we have selective um hearing and seeing of things that uh, are important to us we, we don't want to look at it all everything that i know about you now it's been there but maybe i didn't see it like i see it now mm-hmm. how do we get people who don't see it to see it i i think that now you know it's not about seeing mine i'm i'm gonna be okay right like i'm 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 fine. I'm moving forward. I'm 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 not having problems in the world of life, uh, in the world of business, in the world of growth. I think that the biggest thing that I realize and that I preach from the top, you know, at my company, we don't we don't focus once again on the problems. We focus on solution, and there can never be a solution without an opportunity of understanding. If you, if you never present an opportunity to understand, if you never present an opportunity for people to simply have conversations and, and come to a solution, find a resolution, or you'll be stuck in a place of negative. If it's always, I'm right, you're wrong, and because you're wrong, get the fuck out of here, you're, you're stuck where? You're stuck with a bunch of people that had to get the fuck out of here that are angry because they had to go. So, so where was the... What was the, I don't understand where, how do people get better, right? How do we evolve? How do we, how do we grow? So the only way to do that is for people to understand, well, each one should teach one. There's a lot of shit that you don't know about North Philadelphia that I do. There's a lot of shit that I can tell you about where I'm from that you don't know, but because you don't know, you may come to North Philadelphia and assume certain things. So without somebody to talk to, to go, no, that's not true. Actually, it's this. And then you'll go, oh, wow, that makes sense. That goes along the lines with so much. There's so much from black man to white man, from gay community to straight community, from, from information in general. We got to stop assuming that everybody knows when everybody doesn't. Some people are some people are more cultured and some people are more privy to, to experience and opportunity and in life. Than others, some people are shut off and 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 in a in a in a shell to some degree, to where they don't get to see as much, and because of that, they just don't understand. They don't know, but with a conversation, with some great dialogue, they can. So I think the way that you fix what you're talking about is for us to be a little more patient. We we've lost our patience in people, and we've lost our patience in in providing the opportunity for growth. That's that's in my opinion. That's what I feel. So one question on the brand deal stuff. So you started running and working out, then you partner with Nike and you do a whole marathon in this crazy deal. Then you um, start doing interviews somehow, then you end up in this big partnership over at Sirius. You start talking about small businesses and helping them. You become a spokesperson and partner at Chase. At this point, do you just talk about things and then all of a sudden bags just drop out of the air and now you're at a par- in a partnership with all these major companies or is it strategic? It's all it's all strategic, you know. Um, it's about building an ecosystem, right? And 
in that ecosystem. It's it's how do you want your your world of business to function and flow? So uh, in the space of health and wellness, uh, I once was with Nike. I went to Fabletics because Fabletics uh, presented a bigger opportunity for me to start the men's um, side of the business and partner with the brand, but also have a partnership from a place of ownership. So I got to now grow and uh, evolve with a brand where my likeliness wasn't just my likeliness, my likeliness became an identity. So with with the actual company. So um, the building and the growing of men's world was all put on me. And I love that opportunity. Um, also, when you talk about uh, my ecosystem, well, being a producer, being a writer, uh, being a a you know CEO chairman. Well, how does this machine run and function to where it can never stop? Television, movies, radio, uh, literature. Okay, that's my those are my tiers. Now, if you go into the world of advertising, you go into the world of of soft media, you go into the world of unscripted. Well, all of these things should feed and fulfill one another. And over the years, that's what we worked very, very hard on. And my brand partnership should align with my ecosystem. So um, how do I embed them into the world of what I do? So between uh, my partnership with Hydro, uh, Chase Financial, Beyond Me, um, you know, when you talk about Fabletics, it's just to name a few. Um, I mean, I've had so many because now, from a VC space at Heartbeat Ventures, we focus on finding the partnerships that we can help evolve. What relationships, what entities, what companies can we help grow and whose potential best puts us in a place of success. And if we align ourselves properly, that success should continue. Um, it's about being on the other side of the wall, knowing what's behind that curtain and, and not just being in it and around it, but being true to it. It has to be worked. So it's a world of relationships. A world of conversation, um, and it's a it's a it's a place where our culture doesn't have the strongest identity. And I think the more that people like myself truly engage in it, focus on it, um, the more success that we'll have as people, um, and just being able to create opportunities for us uh, and open up more doors for us. So you know, Heartbeat is a black-owned company, and it's a clear-cut um, uh, perception of what the business should look like. You know. We have everything and everyone underneath our umbrella. It's about equality. It's about fair treatment. Um, and we do it at a very, very, very high level. Um, I said it on The Breakfast Club. You know, I don't call people my employees. I call them my partners. Because ultimately, this thing that wins, that succeeds, um, it's because of our work as a whole. So uh, the sky's the limit for us as long as we use the word us, as long as we understand that it's we. It's not a me. Um, it's not an individual sport. Team now sport. that I'm serving, now that I'm serving less tea and more cappuccino. Speaking of the Breakfast Club, if I can drop some cappuccino, you I, there was a conversation that alluded to you becoming the next billionaire with a venture that's coming. Charlemagne kind of spilled a little bit. You kind of started talking about all these other people. Is there something we could talk about today, or do we just have to wait, as you said, the trades to come out and share how now? There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on, Jason. I would love to give you a, what you like to refer to as cappuccino now. Uh, but, you know, everything everything worth waiting for eventually has uh, a great conversation behind it. So I would say, you know, the future is bright uh, for my company and what we're doing. And, you know, right now we're just uh, we're vetting out opportunities and we're, we're vetting them out properly. But I couldn't be more excited. 
um, you know, I got a team of stars. It's not about me. It's about the people underneath this hood. So um, from my creative execs, my presidents, my COOs, my CFOs, um, you know, I, I can say that I've aligned myself with some of the biggest and brightest talent in this town. And they're they're not just doing the work. Um, they're they're a part of the future. They're part of the groundbreaking changes that we're all witnessing. So um, the vision is clear for what we want. And there's no doubt in my mind that we'll get it. I'm, I'm excited uh, to be in the place that I'm in. And I'm excited about our future. Well, I hope that that information comes sooner than the wine that I was supposed to get for my birthday. You know, I text Mariah Carey. She told me I was getting some Irish cream. I'm waiting on the wine. Both of you haven't sent it. I'm assuming yours will get hers will get here before yours because she's the queen of Christmas. You have my absolute word. If it is not there, if it is not there by next Tuesday, I'm full of shit. And I do not mean anything I say. And as Tiffany, I never lie. Am I slow sometimes? Yes. Look at the breakfast club. I told them I was going to get them chairs. It took some time, but they got there. I always execute, but at times I will say there's a little lapse, but that's just because of my schedule. It's coming. And, and I bet, I I bet you're going to be blown the fuck away when you see what it is too. You'll go, oh, okay. I get it. I see why. I, no, I, I am. I am. You know, I've seen, uh, I've heard about the wine. Mariah's laying on the beach with the Irish cream. I don't have any of it, but I'm waiting. No, look, uh, this, you talked about those chairs on the breakfast club. I was going to say something because those chairs are so short. When I sit at the breakfast club, I feel like I'm on the table, but I didn't want to do any short jokes because you're too, you know, you're too rich. That was for me. That was for me. I got those chairs for me and my selfish needs, but I will now. I told them, I said, they need a raise. I need to give them three others that raise. Those chairs are just so my feet are guaranteed to hit the floor. I'm not confident when my feet are swinging. <laughs> I actually like the chairs now. I actually feel real comfortable up there at the breakfast club. So, all right. So true story. Now you're evolving into, this is something, this is serious. So that we're seeing serious Kevin Hart. Now are you, you have been, I have not seen a promo run like this. I don't know if it's just because I knew we were going to be talking or because it's just, you're, you're, you literally did everything. Is it yeah. intentional with this project because you want people to see the different side of Kevin Absolutely. Hart? Absolutely. Okay. This is a this is a heartbeat production from the ground up. You know, this is a something that started off as just a thought, an idea. Uh, my team, myself, executed. We brought in Eric Newman. He's the writer, creator, showrunner for Narcos, which is one of Netflix's biggest shows. Um, I wanted to go dark. I needed his help. He loved the opportunity. Knocked the ball out the park. Um, we looked up. We had seven episodes. We shot our series. It came out above and beyond expectations. Wesley Snipes was great. Uh, Theo Rossi, I mean, Billy Zane, uh, Tony. I, I mean, I can go down the list. Our cast was so great. Um, and and from the directors to the producers to the, to the DPs, um, all hands were on deck, man. You know, of course, we shot this in a challenging time where COVID had just presented itself. And they were allowing, like, some people to go in and get to work. So for us to have uh, executed within that space while that was going on, um, it was a it was a it was a big deal. And look, I want to give different levels. I want to I want to switch it up. I want to give my audience a chance to go, oh shit, we didn't see that coming, and then go back to comedy, and then eventually come back, hit you with another hook that you never saw. Um, this is that. And right now, people are blown away. Uh, the reactions from the people are insane, and and that's what I care about. You know, when when I make stuff, it's my it's my goal to give people um, content that they can walk away from and go, oh, shit, that was good. Sometimes I'm hit out the park. Sometimes I'm not. The good news is I'm never going to stop swinging. Hmm. 
No, that that's amazing. I think, I mean, the biggest takeaway too is just evolving and growing and being able to uh, be, if you're a creative, you want to be creative in every field, not just, I mean, like you said, you're, you know, the books, movies, television, digital with the LOL network. I mean, you, you've just, you've done it all. Um, and I can't wait to watch it. It's out now. So are you, are you one of those people that wait online to see what people say? Do you care? Are you up to the next project or what is your process for how the audience receives anything you do. No, at the at the talking to me now, you're getting a, you're getting to know me a little bit in this world of media. I don't I don't really feed into this shit. Um, you know, it's it's dope when people just talk and you hear the chatter that people like it. Uh, but right now, you know, we're already focusing on what's next. Um, I got a movie I'm about to film with F. Gary Gray called Lift. That's a real big movie. Uh, this is another elevated look um, that I'm about to give some people some some unexpected shit. Just trying to raise the bar. So I got some comedies and I got an action adventure that's about to drop. I got Man from Toronto and I got Borderlands that'll come out before. But after those two, then I have this project that I'm about to go shoot. So there's nothing that's not uh, scheduled. Everything is calculated. It's all it's all vetted out. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's what I enjoy. So while I can do it, I'm trying to do it at the highest level. And, you know, when I have a feeling of like, meh, I don't really like it or I'm not excited anymore, and I'll stop. But right now, I'm very excited about the work that I can do and about um, the world of production and producing that I'm in. Well, listen, I'm going to watch True Story, uh, and I hope everybody else watches it. I just want to say, on behalf of everybody here at Hollywood Unlocked, we do appreciate you giving, a, giving us the interview. You kept your word. And, and it was a Absolutely. word that you gave me the first time we had a conversation where I thought she was going to check the shit. I mean, you did check me a little bit, but you know, I, I do appreciate that you, you kept it's a good thing. Everything. Our conversation is, is forever between us. The world don't even need to know about it. We, we know the positive that came out of it. I think that's the, that's the dope part about it, but I'll, I'll say this, man. Um, it's about being a part of the solution and you made a valuable point. And that's just to make sure that it's a, it's a two way street of understanding and giving you guys the opportunity to simply get the credibility that we automatically give to the other outlets um, is a must. You know what I mean? There's no reason why I should just run to people, entertainment tonight, uh, us weekly, all of these things that exist uh, that have been great to me as well, but forget about, you know, the, the world of the up and coming, you know what I mean? The people that are looking to be aligned and, and on the same page. So, you got my word, dude. That you know, moving forward, and that's what all of all of the 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 players in this space. You know, you have my word. That just I want to make sure I do my side of my due diligence of just being uh, more available when I have these promo tours and just making sure that I check the boxes. And you know, the Breakfast Club was always one that I made sure that I went to because that's my family. I started with them, and they've helped me grow. So it was always a priority. But you got to make sure that you're tapping into them all. There's there's more. So. I will do my part, man. And uh, you got my word that I'll keep my word. I appreciate you. No, well, I appreciate you too. And thank you for giving me the uh, the advice. I'll say advice and the ability to grow because I'm growing. It's an evolving uh, process for me and I appreciate it. And thank you, Kevin. My guy. I appreciate you, man. Take it easy. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.